Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode in a new year of Bearded Things. I am one of your bearded hosts. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my buddy, Tyler. Tyler, hi. How you doing? Hi. Uh, I haven't seen you since last year, man. This is crazy. It's wild I stuff. I've talked to you since last year. I know. Uh, and we're back with a new episode. Thank you, everyone, for being so patient and understanding with our little delay in episodes there uh kind of had some stuff happen in my personal life that just kind of crashed my world down around me so uh needed to take a moment to just kind of sit back and reflect and not lose my mind and i want to say a very genuine and heartfelt thank you to everyone that reached out um kind of put out the message just so everyone knew that we weren't gonna having an episode and we were kind of flooded with a lot of uh messages wishing us well and so it meant a lot to us and me especially so I want to thank everyone for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think that's one thing we've talked a lot about on this show. And I think it's one thing that kind of sets us apart is we're very open. We're very honest. And we're, we're very, um, we like to put our mental health, our physical health and all that first. You know, we like to yeah. talk about it, be open about our experience of what we're going through. And sometimes, you know, the, the year is winding down. It's been a hell of a year and you just need some time for you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it was rough, but I, and I'll, I'll admit when I read some of the messages that you guys sent, I cried and it was very emotional. And thank you guys. I appreciate every one of you that sent those messages. That's so, awesome, man. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad you're, you know, you're, you're rested, you're refreshed and it's just in time for the new year. Exactly. What does 2022 got for us? Let's go. I don't, I wouldn't say that. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Please take the advice that we gave on uh, New Year's Day, and let's just take things kind of smoothly for the first couple of weeks. Don't shake anything, and don't mess with anything. I feel like everyone was kind of gearing up for 2022, and then it sent us a message. Unfortunately, at the end with uh, the passing of Betty White, and um, yeah, I think that was kind of a warning. Like, all right, everyone, just kind of chill the fuck out for a little bit. Let it do its thing. Let's just everyone be cool. With the Betty White thing, I just read something today that's actually kind of cool. If you've ever been to the L.A. area or you're from the L.A. area, you're familiar and to some degree with Pink's Hot Dogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, Betty White was a huge hot dog fan. She would eat a hot dog almost every day with a shot of vodka. Nice. And in memory of Betty White, Pink's Hot Dog is doing a special where it's a Betty White dog. And all proceeds from that hot dog are going to the LA Zoo where she was on the board of directors and will nice. help benefit an animal in need. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. If you are in the LA area, go to Pink's, get the Betty White dog and, you know, get the, your calories while giving to a good cause. That's, awesome. that's really cool. I saw a joke that um, someone made about Betty White and everyone got really offended because they thought it was like, you know, too soon. But the guy was saying that felt like, Betty, you know, her, her humor, she would have appreciated it. And because he said that the reason Betty White went out for her hundredth birthday was because she couldn't stand the fact that she couldn't, she couldn't live in a world where she couldn't play with Legos because they had those Lego sets that were age four to 99. <laughs> 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 she wouldn't want to live in a world where she couldn't play with Lego. Yeah. That would have been pretty good. That, that, that made me laugh. That yeah. That's, that is good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. Enough of that stuff. Um, whose turn is it? Uh, what are we doing again? It's been so long. It's tonight. been a while. It is your turn, sir. And what are you going to be covering tonight? Oh shit. I didn't do a script. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Wing it. Uh, going against what I just said about everyone being cool and being calm, I'm actually going to be covering uh, like potential for cataclysmic um, asteroid impacts to Earth. 
that sounds out of this world and then quickly hey. into it. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> well, before we get into your story, it's time for Banter with the Beardsleys. So what is Banter with the Beardsleys? Banter with the Beardsleys is our fun, uh, we think, super off the cuff. It's unscripted. It's our opinions, our thoughts. You know, we kind of we throw ourselves out there at the mercy of you, the listeners. And uh, you submit us questions or opinions, topics that you want us to talk about. Uh, sometimes they're really fun. Sometimes we get into really heated arguments. Don't talk to each other for a week. Um, yeah, it's really it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. And uh, normally we'll go to the hat and pick one of your guys' uh, questions or suggestions. This week, I have a personal one. Uh-oh. Being that, you know, New Year's just passed at the time we're recording this, I was wondering, and it's something we did last year as well, mm -hmm. but I was wondering this year, what are your resolutions? Uh, to cry less. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, I, I didn't, um, you know, I saw you on New Year's Eve. Um, True. And I just want to say too, it was great seeing you. It was the first time we actually hung out face to face for like fun, like just to chill and hang out. Yeah. In a very nice. long time. Yeah. We didn't talk business. We didn't talk shop. It was nice. It was, we were just chilling, <clears throat> doing trivia and it like literally, I think it was, it's been years since we actually hung out and did that. Yeah, I think so. Huh? So, so yeah, anyway. it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. So when I left your place, um, driving home to my house, uh, I thought about it. I was like, do it. Like what resolution should I make? What should I do? But I, I don't know. I feel like I never really follow through on the resolutions or they're super lame. And it's like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. Um, I always make the joke one where it's like, I'm going to drink more water. And then like, as soon as the ball drops, I drink a big glass of water. I'm like, yep, did my resolution. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't do that this year. I It felt weird. And maybe it's just because of like everything going on. I just, my mind isn't in it. Um, so I, I don't really have a resolution. Um, I guess I kind of have like hopes and wishes for like the coming year and not just like my like something I want to focus on like I I just have you know uh, some hopes and wishes that the world America like people in general like can maybe start realizing that um you know we're not all here for a long time and uh we should probably take care of ourselves and take care of the planet that we're on and um I don't know try to be nicer people and not be assholes all the time hippie I know, right? Get all weird and philosophical. That's good. That that's beautiful. You you're going for like healing and world peace this year. Yeah. Nice. I I am not going for that. I am uh... <laughs> destruction, <laughs> mayhem, fire, a brimstone, all of that. Um, nice. Maybe an asteroid would be nice. Hey, nice well. little sexier story. Yeah. Uh, I I also I we've talked about it before, like. Yeah, same. I'm not big on uh, New Year's resolutions. I think they're weird. Um, if you have them, great. All power to you. I'm not knocking it. It's just weird for me. Like, why am I going to make a promise to myself? I know I'm not going to keep. I'm just lying to myself at that point. So I, I hold, like, my own, I guess, sort of a resolution for my birthday because that's, like, my New Year, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's my circle mm -hmm. around the sun. Yeah. So that's when I do like the personal goals and, you know, like let's, let's accomplish this stuff. Um, but for new years, I, I just, especially over the last few new years, I, I feel jaded and mm. scared and hurt. And it, it's not like against anybody in particular, it's against everything. 
So I feel like, you know, a bomb, I'm in a bomb shelter and like the world potentially is destroyed. So I'm just kind of peeking out slowly, mm-hmm. like a little rabbit. Like, I, I don't know what's happening out there. I don't know if like I want to know at the end of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess if I were to do something, it, it, it would be more along the lines of, eh, I wouldn't say like peace and harmony and stuff. It's just going to be, be a little happier this year. You know, it's still bad. Everything's bad. No matter mm. which side of the aisle you're on, politically, religiously, mentally, it doesn't none of that. Yeah, it could be <laughs> over in meat. And I'm over here in like, you know, the carp section, which is way better. But uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, try a little happiness. I think that should yeah. be our, be my, my, I guess, resolution. Wow. So you just kind of stole mine and just reworded it. Good job. Way to mansplain my answer, Chris. See what that is is when <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> no, I just I really I, I want I, you know what it is. I'm jealous. I wish I had a resolution, but I don't. Mm. I just I never do. I'm just grateful I made it through another year. Yeah, that that's really what it comes down to for me. I I feel like a survivor, and I I'm proud of myself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my New Year's resolution is to finish Yellow Jackets, which I'm probably going to do after the end of this episode. Nice. It's a, a show on Showtime that's both creepy, funny, and more creepy. Highly recommend it. Um, I guess, you know what? I lied. I thought about it Ooh. while I was talking, and uh-huh. my thing is to create more. Just create more. Uh, create more art, more music. More content. Hey-oh. Yeah, con- <laughs> <laughs> more content. Everything. Just create, and uh, I think that would make bring me inner peace. So yeah, I guess by... Cool. Yeah, creating things, it's all for selfish reasons, but that's what resolutions are anyways, so. Honestly, yeah, that's the whole point of a New Year's resolution is to be selfish and try to, you know, work on yourself or something, so. Yeah, that's it. Mine is, I, I'm glad we can talk through this and get here. Mine is to create. All right, see, there you go. I'm already helping the world in a better place. <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So if you want to let us know what your resolutions are, you can reach out to us. We'll give you all of that contact information a little bit later. It's also in the show notes. And please, please, please join our Facebook friends group where you can all, you know, we have a nice little community there. You can throw it in there and we can all talk about it. Yeah. So now that banter is complete, it's time for your story. But first, a quick commercial break. All right. And we're back. Woo. Uh, okay, so it is my turn now that I remember what we're doing. Um, so yeah, if you are ready, I will get started. Yes, sir. The floor is yours. Well, thank you. Alrighty, so for today's episode, or tonight's episode, whatever, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be covering the potential for a cataclysmic asteroid impact. And I was partially inspired by the new movie on Net- on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's, it's okay. Um but also kind of being generally pessimistic in life right now and wondering what else could happen in the world where we are already being ravaged by a pandemic and global climate change crisis and all these fun times. Let's see what happens. So that being said, let's get into it. Now, I think we all know the most historically significant and well-known asteroid impact of all time, right? No, I'm not talking about Dottie, the asteroid from the documentary film Armageddon, because we all know, thanks to that ragtag team of drillers, we were saved. I am, of course, referring to the asteroid impact that allegedly wiped out the dinosaurs. I say allegedly because even with all of our science, we still have yet to really definitively prove that the asteroid impact is what killed the dinosaurs. But I can say 
is that the asteroid impact theory is the most widely accepted theory as to what caused the mass extinction of the dinosaurs. Also, yes, I can hear you all yelling in the back. Tyler, you sexy beast. Why do you keep saying asteroid? It was a meteor. Everyone knows that. Well, first of all, thank you. I have been working out lately. Second of all, I want to take a minute. So just sit right there and let me tell you how I became the Fresh Prince of Near Earth Objects. <sighs> yep. <laughs> An asteroid is a rocky object in space that is that are classified very specifically as smaller than a large planet, but larger than those small pebble-like meteoroids. A meteoroid is a smaller chunk of an asteroid or comet that's broken off and continues its orbit. If a meteor meteoroid comes close enough to Earth to enter the atmosphere and begins to burn up, it becomes a meteor. This is also what we call a shooting star, even though it's not a, a star because a star is literally the size of like our sun. So if we had an actual shooting star come to Earth, we would all be dead like way before it got here. Anyway, uh, finally, if a meteor enters orbit and begins to burn up, but doesn't really completely burn out, all the way falls and you know lands to earth as a large rock those are called meteorites and the cool thing about meteorites is that science really loves them because it's all about you know these asteroids that were in the solar system and you know when the solar system was forming 4.6 billion years ago and we can kind of see like what was the elements and stuff that were forming in the very beginning so it's it's, it's really pretty cool um <clears throat> and finally the last near earth object I have not mentioned is a comet. A comet is almost identical to an asteroid, except that they're made of ice and dust instead of like a solid rock. And the tail we see from the comet is actually the ice and everything burning off as it approaches the sun. And fun fact, you can see a comet's tail from much farther away as they're not really in our atmosphere. But if you see a meteor in its tail, it's already in our atmosphere. So meteors are very close to us and comets are pretty far away. Okay, everyone take a deep breath, massage your temples, and let's wrap up the asteroid impact theory so most of you know the dates but i'm gonna throw them at you anyway it's my episode deal with it roughly 66 million years ago those of you that don't believe in dinosaurs please go look and read the book uh <clears throat> these big giant lizards were roaming the earth eating shit and generally just being big badass creatures then suddenly out of all the non-flying dinosaur life on the planet was wiped out for years, paleontologists were baffled as to why so many fossils were being found at the exact same layer of sediment and same time frame. It became known as the Cretaceous Paleogene Extinction. It killed all land-based dinosaurs and accounted for the extinction of almost 80% of all life on the planet. Everything. Once the impact crater was discovered near the Yucatan Peninsula near Mexico, scientists were able to examine the sediment layers to see that around the time the, the crater was formed, the dinosaurs started dying off. The crater itself is roughly 112 miles or 180 kilometers across and 1.24 miles or 2 kilometers deep. Scientists were able to extrapolate that the estimated size of the asteroid that hit Earth was 6.2 miles or 10 kilometers across. The devastation caused by the impact was both immediate and long-lasting. It is estimated that the original force of the impact would have caused huge tsunamis and earthquakes across the planet. The fires caused by the impact is estimated to probably caused somewhere around 10,000 billion tons of carbon dioxide. That's 10 with 13 zeros after it. This caused instant climate change, and most climatologists suspect that the resulting impact also caused the ozone layer to actually temporarily disappear. The dirt and dust thrown into the air would have blotted out the sun worse than those Persian arrows in the movie 300. And unlike those sexy Spartans in the movie, the dinosaurs could not fight in the shade. And more importantly, the plants that the herbivore dinosaurs were eating were all destroyed and died off quickly. So therefore, when the herbivores died off, the carnivores had nothing to eat, and they also quickly died. Seems like a pretty terrible way to go. 
but the planet survived. And as Dr. Ian Malcolm was quoted as saying in the scientific film Jurassic Park, life uh, finds a way. And now we're here. With all of our technology and science, we've identified a lot, a ton of near-Earth objects that could potentially harm Earth. As I mentioned way back in, I think, episode 27 about the Tunguska event, we have identified roughly 8,000 objects in our stellar neighborhood, which sounds pretty amazing. But then you realize that there's roughly 25,000 near-Earth objects orbiting the sun, and we've yet to identify two-thirds of them. But it's not all doom and gloom. As a species, human beings are relatively smarter than the dinosaurs, and we have these big boom tubes that explode and send satellites up to space, and we're able to track things. We also have a lot of plans to hopefully mitigate any near-Earth object coming our way. One of the more famous departments in the government now is the Planetary Defense Coordination Office and their entire mission to allegedly prevent Earth from being hit by asteroids. I say allegedly because that sounds like a pretty good cover to be able to hunt aliens and no one would say anything, but what do I know? The Planetary Defense team monitors space for near-Earth objects and, co and has contingencies based on the size, trajectory, and all that stuff of an asteroid heading our way. One of the most popular ways in public opinion and shown on previously mentioned documentary Armageddon is to use a nuke and try to blow it up. Most scientists and planetary defense experts don't really like this idea because when you think about it, a nuke's just gonna blow up the rock into thousands of smaller rocks that are gonna pepper the earth in a kind of a bigger widespread pattern. Uh, it's like you know going to shoot a bullet and you have a, a bullet impact versus like the shotgun pellet spread. You just kind of create devastation further away. Also, it's incredibly difficult to direct energy in space. So if a nuclear explosion, you know, we shot it off, we exploded, it wouldn't just kind of push the asteroid in the direction we wanted it to go. That radiation would Doppler out and it could also come back and, you know, irradiate Earth and have issues with Earth being hit by lots of radiation. So that wouldn't be good. The planetary defense teams do have a plan for nukes, but it involves detonating the nuke near the asteroid while it's incredibly far away and using the radiation to heat a portion of the asteroid and hopefully cause it to start venting steam or other debris in one direction. And thanks to stupid Isaac Newton and making me memorize his laws, we know that the third law states that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So we'd be okay. On Earth, this can be mitigated slightly, but in space, there's no gravity. So like, you know, a small object or debris of stream will act as propellant and push the asteroid out of the way. The only problem with this plan is that there's no way to control the movement and we would have trouble tracking the potential new orbit and it could just swing back into Earth's gravitational pull later on. One of the more modern plans, and one I think is actually really pretty cool, is you know it just launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base here in Southern California just this past November. It's called the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART. DART is a probe that is being sent towards the asteroid Didymos and its tiny little asteroid moon Dimorphos. Didymos is about a half mile wide and is currently about 300 million miles from Earth. The target of DART, however, is a small moon orbiting Didymos Dimorphos. We can test the probe on a smaller moon, which is about 500 feet across by sending it crashing towards the moon. And when it impacts, it's gonna use its acceleration and mass to push the moon out of orbit along around the larger asteroid. It's kind of a small scale test, but if successful, it'll prove that we have the ability to use kinetic motion to push objects out of orbit. We'll know these results probably, you know, in five to 10 years, something like that, depending on how long the satellite takes to get there. So. Are we wasting our time with all these plans? I mean, after all, Earth's been around for 4.5 billion years and we've had five extinction level events in the entire history of Earth, four of which came over 200 million years ago and the last one being the dinosaurs. So the potential for a cataclysmic event is 
incredibly rare. And if you look at the numbers, incredibly rare also doesn't mean impossible. In fact, we know of several asteroids that are going to pass close to Earth this year alone. In fact, there's an asteroid about to pass Earth on January 18th, which if you're listening to this, it's going to be in about two weeks. The asteroid designated 7482-1994 PC1 is about a kilometer in diameter, and if it were to hit Earth, would be devastating. But we're safe because the projected path puts the asteroid about a million miles away from us. NASA keeps a very well-documented list of all asteroids that we know and their potential for impact of Earth. I'll spare you the math and complicated formulae, but there are two scales. One scale is called the Torino scale, which is measured in a scale of 1 to 10, and another called the Palermo hazard scale is any real number that can be negative or positive. A positive number is a more certain chance of impact, while a negative is less certain. There's a ton of uncertainties when it comes to space objects because in order to accurately track their orbit and trajectory, NASA needs to be able to see them for long periods of time. One asteroid, dubbed 1950 DA, was discovered and was only observed for 17 days, so once the asteroid started moving away from Earth, it got lost. It wasn't rediscovered until the year 2000 and passed close enough to Earth in 2001. The trajectory was mapped and calculated and determined that there was a 1 in 300 chance of impact sometime in the next 800 years. 1950 DA passed close enough to Earth once again in 2002, or 2012, excuse me, and the orbit was recalculated and finally given a rating on the two scales. As of November of this year, the probability of impact is 1 in 8300 because of the potential timeline being so far out, the Torino doesn't go anything above 1. But the Palermo scale is a rating of negative 1.42, which is a very low chance of impact on the whole, but it is one of the higher odds on the list. So if you're a betting person, think about, you know, the next 800 years, one in 8,300 chance. If it hits, it pays pretty well. In 2004, scientists got a scare when they discovered asteroid 99942-Apophis. And it was calculated as having a 2.7 chance of impacting Earth on April 13th, 2029. This rated as a 4 on the Torino scale and was the highest score ever given. However, upon further observations and investigations, they updated the projections to the probability of impact was reduced to zero after another past 2006. Scientists were quick to use this model as an example of why we need to constantly observe what's going on and need to be able to see as far as we can so that we can accurately project these orbits. As of the end of this year, asteroid 2010 RF-12 is listed with the highest chance of the probability of impacting Earth at a 1 in, 22%, 1 in 22 chance. And it's estimated that it would impact on September 5th, 2095. However, at only about 23 feet across, the asteroid is pretty small and is not considered a potentially hazardous asteroid and it poses no serious threat. The possible 2095 impact therefore rates a negative 3.3 on the Palermo scale and observations during the August 22 close approach are expected to ascertain whether the impact will happen in 2095. Finally, this is where it kind of gets a little scary. There is an asteroid that has the greatest potential chance of impact for catastrophic damage, and it's called Asteroid 2000 SG344. The asteroid is only about 120 feet across, but it's still pretty significant and it's very dense. And if it were to impact, it would cause a crater of about 100 feet and factoring in some of the size, you know, burning off a little bit in the atmosphere once it hits the potential impact is estimated at 1.1 megatons or roughly 55 times more powerful than the larger hydrogen bomb that was dropped on Nagasaki, Japan in World War II. The estimated date of impact would be September 16th, 2071. And as of right now, there's a one in 1100 chance of impact. 
It's a low chance, but it, it still remains today the greatest exoplanetary threat to Earth and is one of the primary focuses of the planetary defense community. With that happy thought, this has been the story of very real and scary future regarding some asteroid impacts. Happy New Year, bearded friends. I don't want to close my eyes because I miss you, baby. I don't want to miss a thing. Whatever else Stephen Tyler said at the end of that song. Even when I dream of you, this Swedish dream will never do. Yes. I just remember Liv Tyler having animal crackers. <laughs> or something like that that's all i remember for that, that yeah. documentary it was very wrong very very wrong yeah so you know space there's a bunch of shit out there that um we have an idea of where everything's at but then we really don't have an idea of where everything's at and so um if those of you who have seen the new movie on netflix it is a very satirical look at kind of how things probably would have happened in the previous administration in our government um yeah, I, I feel like there's something that could be lurking out there that we may not know about it until it's too late. I'm, yeah, fairly certain. It's such a vast, endless sky. You're talking about a Don't Look Up, the, the yeah. Netflix movie with DiCrapio mm. and everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's, um, so I used to work for NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and mm -hmm. that was a major project we were working on before the previous administration and mm. uh, the defunding of NASA, which was a thing. And it was terrifying how likely we were to be hit by an asteroid because mm -hmm. there's nothing we can really do about it. Yeah. Like that's the one thing there's nothing we can do about. And it's just uh, disconcerting and it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's, if you think about it, like the probability of something, like I said, you know, like the exoplanetary, you know, something that's off planet coming to hurt us. You think about like aliens um some sort of other weird you know space event like the sun going supernova which is going to happen for billions of years but um if you look at like the probability the odds of something like from space killing us it's going to be an asteroid and it makes sense why nasa would be scared and want to spend as much money as possible why they had money to try to protect us yeah yeah that's not cool thank you yeah. for uh making me distrust the skies yeah the plus side to a meteor striking Earth is it's not going to be one of those ones like in the movies where we have four days. Yeah. Like, you're going to know. You're going to see it. You're going to have time. Not a lot of time, but you'll have time to, uh, the military, they call it Bohica. Bend over, here it comes again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you, you got a little bit of time to get your affairs in order to uh, shake babies and kiss hands or whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's that's... That's an awful, awful way to go. Yeah, it's very doom and gloom. There's really no positives from that. <laughs> it's You're welcome, yeah. listeners. <laughs> no good will come from this scenario. Yes. You're going to have a bad time. Definitely. Unless you're Jonah Hill and you somehow survive and you're the last human on Earth. Spoiler. Thank you. I haven't seen Oh, it. yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on a somewhat dimmer note, the show is over. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that downer there. I'm You're just, welcome. I'm just, I'm just doing my part for society. <laughs> I'm in a place now, so thank you. I want you guys to feel what I've been feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no hope. All is lost. <laughs> Woe is me. <laughs> If somebody wanted to write in and let us know what their New Year's New Year's resolutions are or what their 
inevitable meteor strike <laughs> plans are. Where and how can they reach out? Yeah, they can do that by following or contacting us on any of our social medias. Our Instagram is at Bearded Things Pod. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash bearded things. On our Facebook page or just in Facebook in general, we also have the aforementioned Facebook friends group. It is the Bearded Things Bearded Friends group. It's a ton of fun. And we always say, if you're thinking about joining, now is the time to join. Hey, new year, new you, join the group. Yeah. Um, we also have a YouTube, which is at Bearded Things, and a Twitter, which is at Bearded Things Pod. You can contact us on any of those. You can also send us an email the old-fashioned way and email us at contactusatbeardedthings.com or go to our website, which is beardedthings.com. On the website, there is a contact us page. You fill that out. It comes to us. We love hearing from you guys. Like I said in the beginning of the show, very heartfelt. Thank you for you guys reaching out to us through those various social media platforms. We do truly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, and uh, that should just about do it for us this week. Unless we get hit by a meteor, we will (laughs) talk to you guys next time.